Hello there. I'm Bob West, and this is The Switchboard with our co-host today. Yasmin West, the Reiki accountant. And it should be noted that yes, Yasmin and I are married. We do know each other. Uh, we've been married for quite some time now. Almost 20 years. <laughs> yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. But enough about us, and on to our topic, which Yasmin has decided is... Well... I was going to save the communication topic for another time and talk about artificial intelligence instead today. So we're going to communicate about artificial intelligence, or at least we're going to attempt to. We're going to attempt to. We're we are married to. after all. We are married after all. <laughs> so we really seldom communicate. Um, no, AI has been, a, been in the news a great deal lately, and there's been some pretty positive stories uh, about it. Um, there's been some pretty negative stories about it coming from people in the media and tech engineers wondering why AI would want to be more physically involved with them. But getting past that, the uh, another interesting story was one that you were talking about today. Well, yeah, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this topic is there's a lot of people out there that, I mean, the AI thing just scares the crap out of them. And, you know... On one hand, rightly so, um, anything can be used for positive or negative things. Influences, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so, you know, there's that to consider. Um, you know, scientists should always be looking at the consequences of their inventions. I, that's something I feel. But um, one thing that kind of came to mind was you know even we really shouldn't be too afraid of AI because in my opinion I, I think human beings have a capacity to be very intelligent I mean they don't always <laughs> behave that way but we do have the capacity to be, to be very intelligent very adaptable to our surroundings Right, and, and I think that's a good point, you know, as far as we're concerned. Now, some people may not understand AI completely, and I'm not going to get into some sort of technological presentation on how AI works. I am not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. Um, but I can tell you a couple of things that I think are very important to make sure everybody understands before we continue our conversation, that if AI, chat, GBT, or one of these systems that's already on the web has access to the web now, it has access to everything that's ever been on the web and everything that will be on the web if it's allowed to go unchecked. So for those of you that plan on becoming influencers or podcasters like ourselves or do videos or whatever it is, just remember from this day forward, from today, from a few months ago, whatever you put on the web, AI knows, probably. Yeah. Knows. I mean, that's, and that's where it's drawn from. Yeah. So the good and the bad, all those people on the dark web, AI is gathering information from them too. So. Well, yeah. And so, you know, you have a huge amount of topics on the web, right? So you have, um, you have <clears throat> people doing positive things, teaching about, you know, um, succeeding in business, consciousness. Um, and and then, AI is going to work for that. It's right. going to help. I mean, it can write legal letters for you and help me with, with background information for these shows that we do. 
But then, on the flip side, you have people doing ridiculous things on the web, like, you know, recording their farts or whatever, you know? And AI knows that. Right? <laughs> and, and so, where, where is people this People do gonna... that, folks. I mean, <laughs> Idiocracy was not a movie. It's a documentary about the future. Yeah. And I, years ago, there was uh, some YouTuber. He was going off on this one gal who had a video that actually went viral when she was saying, she was just recording herself saying, sitting on the toilet, sitting on the toilet. Right, right, I remember that. Right. Yeah, in case you, in, we don't want to peek too hard here, but so in case you folks don't know the way this whole thing started on for YouTube, all these video influencers and whatnot was Jenny Cam. And so this was the first person on the web who installed cameras in her house. She wasn't, a rare beauty by any means. Rubenesque might be a word to be used. And it wasn't like she got naked. She didn't cook or anything like that naked, you know, or in a, just an apron like the YouTubers do today. Nope, she just went around her house in her pajamas, watching TV and whatnot, and people tuned in and paid whatever it took just to watch her life because they weren't interested in their own. Wow, that's interesting. Isn't that kind of weird that we've evolved from, <laughs> from Jenny Cam? Look it up, Jenny Cam, to this yeah. point. It's really kind of strange. But, kind of like an early version of the cat videos. <laughs> right, because if you turn AI loose, it, and let's say Jenny Cam was like a Model T car or a Stanley Steamer, maybe did 30 miles an hour. Well, we have people on the web now, like you and me, we're filming airplanes, we're going on trips, whatever it is, and we're moving 100 miles an hour, AI moves. A thousand miles an hour, but AI has flaws. Oh yes, it does. <laughs> That's the interesting part about all this is because AI relies on its electronic brain. Well, and it doesn't the program, right? And it there's things it can't really pick up on, like humor. Um, subtle. Well, expression. one guy loved him. Why can't it pick up on humor? Mm. Right, right, because. It, because the words spoken when you're telling a joke have an underlying meaning that it can't pick up on. Can you write down on paper how to tell a joke and have it work? Or do you have to no. use a written joke? No. Be, well, because it's all about rhythm and timing, right. right? Right. Get ready for this. But I can write down on paper how much I love you. And yes. you'll get it. Maybe. Maybe. And so that's AI's quandary, isn't it? Yeah. It has the same stepped quandary. It can understand some things. Maybe. Maybe Edgar Allan Poe. Maybe Robert Frost. Maybe Stephen Hawking. But maybe it can't. And so we saw a really fun example of that with... The video of the Marines, right? Right. So if you don't know this, <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know the story, folks, I'm going to set up. Yasmin's going to tell you what happened. But, but basically, the United States Marine Corps and DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, which I've actually talked to on a few occasions when I was working with a museum, DARPA develops toys for the military. It it does stupid things and it does smart things and it comes up with ideas and some of their ideas work and some of their ideas don't. Well, 
robotics, as we've all seen from Boston Dynamics and other companies, are headed for the military um, theater. They're headed for the military ground right. to support our troops. And so DARPA came up with just a basic AI-powered robot, and they brought it to a group of Marines, which I would never do. <laughs> I'd use the Army. But anyway, uh, because... <laughs> Because you can't count on Marines to do exactly what you told them to do sometimes. And that's what you're going to find out here. So they asked the Marines to walk around and, and do their daily deal in front of the robots so the robot could learn their behavior. And then when they thought everything was like A-OK -okay on the sixth day, that night they told the Marines, hey, you know what we'd like you to do? We'd like you to sneak up on our robot and touch it because we don't think you can do it. So they challenged... <laughs> the United States Marine Corps, which if any of you have ever been a Marine, and you'll know why I wanted to pick the Army, you don't do that. So Yasmin will tell you what the first guy figured out. Um, so it actually wasn't as difficult as they thought. Uh -uh. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And there were uh, three separate tactics. So the first guy did somersaults for, what was it, over a thousand feet? So it's a thousand yards. Thousand yards. Okay. So this guy, this is a Marine, somersaulted continuously for 3,000 feet. So I don't know, people. I, I figure maybe you might get maybe 10 or 12 feet every roll, maybe 15. You do the math. It's still a heck of a lot of somersaults. Yeah. I would <laughs> but, have been dizzy. <laughs> but, yes, he did. He somersaulted all the way to the unit and touched it, which was a victory condition for the United States Marine Corps and the first defeat, yes, the first defeat for AI. <laughs> and so the second guy uh, got a little bit more creative, and he dressed himself up as a tree, and slowly, was it slowly? I think it was yeah. slowly well, snuck up. Yeah, so if, if you watch one of the videos online, um, he, he dressed himself as a fir tree, and then he moved like a fir tree. So it took him a long time to cross the thousand yards, <laughs> but the AI robot never identified him as a moving fir tree, and he made it all the way up next to it and touched it. And, and then our last, which is hilarious. <laughs> you had to get a friend to do this, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. not one Marine, folks. It's two. It's two. And, and I, I hear rumors they were giggling as they were doing this. Yeah. They just got a plain cardboard box. Didn't camouflage it or anything. I think it was even an Amazon it box, It was an Amazon. Right? It turned out to be an Amazon Prime box. And they were smart enough to reconfigure it so that the box would be read as Amazon Prime um, on it so that the AI computer, if it did identify the box as being a box, would identify it as being a package and wouldn't care because it was looking for a human being. Right. And so the two Marines are in the box and they're slowly moving up and they cannot contain themselves. They're laughing and giggling the whole way. And why wouldn't you? Because yes, folks, your tax money went to this. This wasn't some Elon Musk rocket that blew up halfway there or something like that. No, this is your tax money being spent. This and is it how wasn't spent cheap it. either. It was not cheap. <laughs> but this is what you do when you get technologies like this and and 
we're not going to go long on this episode, but AI has some questions. I really have some questions for what I wanted to have access to, and I don't think we can stop it. I think the genie's out of the bottle. I think we're in too late mode. Well, yeah. I mean, there's obviously people that think it's just a wonderful thing, but, you know, the track record of our society and other societies is that, you know, they either want to invent something to make tons of money uh, on the backs of other people or, you know, turn something into a weapon. I mean, there doesn't seem to be any middle ground as far as how can we use this as a positive her perspective might be a little gloom (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not sure i totally agree with it and i you know as you know i've worked with the military on and off for various reasons but but that's the first thing they seem to go to (laughs) i i get it you know it's like it's like i've always said you know when the guy built the first car he goes oh this is cool it goes 12 miles an hour that's damn fast and then he built the second car and he goes i wonder which one's faster well, when we get a technology that we look like we can use, um, it doesn't matter what it is. As soon as we get it, we figure out, okay, what can we do with this? What can we blow up with this? What can we build with this? You know, And then if, if we're lucky, we get somebody next to us. And I'm going to finish my screed with a story from World War II, before World War II, I was talking to you about the other day about radar. Oh, right. This is a a really interesting story for a lot of people who don't know. Radar was being developed by the United States and by Britain and by Germany all at pretty much the same time. The British were really the first to get the wave down enough to understand that there was something in the atmosphere that wasn't a cloud or something like that was actually an aircraft. And, And by strength of signal, they figured that out. Well, almost within four days of being perfected enough to find out what a group of aircraft would look like, the British, a British scientist working on radar, went for a plane ride for testing and threw aluminum foil out the (laughs) side of the aircraft because he felt that if there was something else in the air around the airplane, it would defeat the radar. And he wanted to see if it would happen. And it was kind of, to him, it was kind of a joke. But the, right. the, the joke of the whole thing is that's how they developed what this term called window. And later on, the United States Air Force and, and other agencies, of course, use what we call chaff, which you see uh, Maverick using in Top Gun. And then you see it again in the movie Top Gun Maverick, right? Just using chaff to defeat the missiles. Flares, chaff, right? Yeah, and diversions. So that's what, yeah. Diversions of the aircraft. Well, that's what window was. And so here it was. All these people are congratulating themselves. This is great. We figured out how to find an airplane. And some guy looks around and he goes, well, I need to defeat this. <laughs> right? So why is this important? Because we knew Germany was, was doing radar. And so when we start flying over them in 1940, the British aircraft are flying over them. They're throwing aluminum foil out <laughs> of their planes to defeat the German radar. Awesome. Right? Right? <laughs> So, you know, it's the classic example of, you know, build a better mouse trap. And you're going to get a smarter mouse. mouse. <laughs> I, I think you are. And, and hopefully AI, hopefully AI can make some people, I, I don't want to say make people smarter. That sounds really bad, doesn't it? But gives people the opportunity, like that one lady with a letter to the lawyer, 
you know, to mm -hmm. her. She wrote a letter through AI to her landlord who wouldn't fix something. And of course, he got scared to death and fixed it. Okay, <laughs> this is great. I like that. If it, if it helps us in the space program or it helps us with growing more food or whatever, hey, I'm all in for that. But yeah. I am a little worried that it has access to the internet and our internet has access to our entire utility grid, all the airplanes flying in the air, you know, and God knows how many militaries around the globe. Right. <laughs> right. And I don't the, know. Those are legitimate concerns. Yeah. And I think, I think that whereas that's it has the capability to do a lot of positive things, that's not generally the direction society tends to go. Yeah, at least not, not at first anyway. And, and as you know, I'm not really hip on all this technology stuff anyway. I mean, I'm reading about how man's been around for 315,000 years, if you believe in evolution, and I, I do. You're so, the one that used to throw your cell phones in the crusher, right? Right, right. I don't believe in technology. I really don't. Yet here I am podcasting on Podbean and using YouTube and all the rest of it. But what I believe is managed technologies, and, and I honestly don't think as a species we're managing these technologies. We haven't had enough time with them. We no. barely how do we barely learned to use the wheel, let alone AI. Right. We've only been flying for a hundred years. Right. I mean, folks, when we were flying a hundred years ago. There was no AI on the plane. There was no computer on the plane. It was stick and rudder. Well, I think air travel's doomed, but that's for another podcast. If you got that right. <laughs> All right, well, this has been The Switchboard, and we're really glad that you took this opportunity to listen to it. We'd like to thank our 11 listeners so far. And uh, we hope that you have a wonderful day and, and come hear us again. Thank you. Bye-bye.